Welcome to today's podcast. My name is Conan Nesla, and I'm here today with Carlos Gomez. Hola, hola, hola. And Tadeo Gasparetto. Hello, everyone. Tadeo, can you tell us a little bit about today's paper? Yeah, sure. So the paper that we're going to discuss today, its title is The Relatedness Drive the Diversification of Countries' Success in Sports. So it has two authors, Louis Nupley and Tom Brocco from the Leipzig University in Hanover and Stavanger in Norway. The paper is interesting, has been published recently this year in the European Sport Management Quarterly. And as the title says, they try to see whether related sports influence a new medal that a country may get in the following Summer Olympic Games. Very good. Then I can go and explain a little bit more what the authors try to do in this paper. Countries sometimes or governments face this problem, what sports program to finance, what the sports programs to focus on, and which is the right sport, which one will bring more success. So this is the question that these authors are trying to answer. And they used a very clever concept. So this is a very clever idea. They use what they call related diversification. This is a concept that they borrow from evolutionary economic geography. And basically this theory, what it tells is that some economic entities are more likely to become successful in these activities that are related to other activities that they are currently performing because they have the knowledge or because they have the resources to do so. So there are some activities that are related to each other because of different reasons, and these entities are more likely to be successful. Then they try to apply this concept to the sports setting. Sports are related because of different reasons. For example, physical relatedness. If you have two or three runners that can run very fast, this can bring you success, for example, in the 100-meter race, in the 200-meter race, in the 400-meter race, because all these disciplines are related to each other. If you run very fast, you are very likely to be successful. Sports can also be related because they have components that are similar. For example, long jump, gymnastics, they share some attributes that the athletes must have in order to be successful. And for example, based on this idea, countries could choose to establish these national training centers because it makes sense to have coaches from different disciplines helping athletes with these transversal abilities. The authors also discuss sports can be related because they use similar infrastructure. For example, the handball, futsal are played in the same court or because you have this swimming, diving, water polo, you play all of them in a swimming pool. So if the country has very good swimming pools, this can actually help athletes to be successful. And the only thing that they discuss is that sports can also be related because of history, because uh, culture. We have some of these very old disciplines, equestrian, fancy, shooting, swimming, and can be that success because of this relatedness due to a history that the country has. So this is the theory, the conceptual framework that the authors use to build their case. And now, Tadeo, how do the authors empirically measure this relatedness and how does it impact success? Thanks, Carlos. Well, part of the things that they were planning to 
<laughs> or explain, so for me that's good. Let's just start with their data then. So the authors had a very large data, it was very interesting. They had from 1896 to the Olympic Games in 2016, so most of the data they collected from The Guardian, the newspaper, and the last two events they collected manually and added manually in the data set. But the way to compare sports, as you mentioned, for example, the 100 meters running or 200 meters running, 400 meters running, they had to aggregate sports in order to have running, swimming, and so on. So for ball sports, it's very straightforward when you have football and then have basketball. So you have male and female, that's pretty easy to aggregate. But for other sports, for other disciplines, they have to aggregate. And the amount of different sports they reached was 61 different sports over this time. So they exclude those that appear in one event and then the Olympic Games doesn't happen, or some that had in really, really preliminary time, and then it doesn't have anymore. So, yeah. That's a problem, actually, in the Olympics, because you have disciplines that some years show up. You have all these new disciplines, but they may not last very long. And then this is a problem when you are trying to study this empirically. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. And I mean, it's good to emphasize that they just focus in the Summer Olympic Games as well. But I think because it was really they interesting, they mentioned in the very first Olympics, there was this tug of war, and I had no idea that this was Olympic discipline before, so I like this information. <laughs> Me too. So, I mean, the second part that I would like to talk is that they created, and as they are talking about this sport relatedness, they created a metric, they developed a metric in order to evaluate this. So they take not only by generic characteristics like ball sports or water sports, or athletics, but they also combine how sports would be related in a country considering the medals that they have. So they created such network. It's very nice if you can look at the figure one and the figure two that you can see how one sport discipline was related to another as well. In the figure later on, they also explain the table later on, they also explain some potential reasons where one sport would be related to another. So moving to the empirical strategy, what they wanted to evaluate empirically was that. So how this relatedness would influence the likelihood to getting a new medal in the Olympic Games. So they combine all medals together. They don't differentiate between gold and silver and bronze. So they take a medal in Olympic Games and Considering that this is a kind of binary, so get a medal or don't get the medal, they run such regression, a logistic regression, considering this metric that is relatedness density, because some countries like the United States or China, they get medals in many different sports, and so they adjusted this metric based in how many others they have, so by the size of how strong this country is in the Olympic Games. So in the model itself, they regress this likelihood, this medal, getting a medal or not, by the proximity or relatedness and control variables like the portfolio size, so considering how many different sports a country has, some socioeconomic impacts that has previous studies If then said that it plays a significant role in getting new medals and population GDP, whether the country is a host, was a host, or going to be a host in the following competition, and some other few variables like the medals per sport, the competitive balance, and so on. So more or less, this was their empirical strategy. So 
Cornell, can you tell us the results, please? Sure, there was a good explanation. And I have to mention one more thing that you already talked about, Tadeo. I really like the data visualization that the authors did here. So they show in a nice table the number of new entries for each Olympics. That was interesting for me. And they show that there's a peak at the year 2000. And from then on, they make the next step when they analyze their data. So they ask themselves, okay, great, we show you this, but how can a country be successful when entering a new sport? And then they say that there are a few factors that can help. So basically, those factors are the covariates, so the variables that they test for in their analysis. And they find, for example, that the more medals you have in other sports, the more it helps you for your new entry. So also the portfolio size, so the number of sports you're already doing helps you. And this has a positive impact. And they say that similar to previous results, they find that GDP per capita and population size have a positive effect. That was something that you would have expected. And then they come to two results, or basically one result that for me was very interesting. So they find that if you're going to host the next Olympics, or if you're hosting these Olympics right now and you have a new entry, then you're more successful in this new entry. This was interesting, but maybe not super counterintuitive. But then the next result is that if you were a host four years ago and now you have a new entry, this has a really negative effect on you. And this was somewhat counterintuitive for me. And what they then do is they do a nice robustness check. Normally, I'm not mentioning them, but here is what they say, okay, but what if we take the sports we have and we aggregate them? And for this, I had a look into the appendix. So what they do makes sense. So for example, there are a few Olympic sports that they combine. So they say, okay, suppose we combine diving and synchronized diving into one category and then see if this has an effect, but still the results are the same. But intuitively, this robustness check made a lot of sense. So for me, if I summarize the findings, the most interesting one is that they say, yes, hosting the Olympics has a positive effect, but beware of what happens afterwards, because then it's not at your place anymore and a new entry is going to be very difficult. Reading this paper, Cornell, now that you mentioned these results, I had the feeling that I was running myself into an ethical question because with a managerial implication, suppose I am a manager of a country and then I know that I'm more likely to be successful in one discipline, but I'm in charge of the whole program. And how do managers actually face this problem? Because sports at the elite level has a meaning but actually there are many people in these countries playing sports that will never be successful. The meaning of this and the implications and how to find it, I think it's a very complex ethical and managerial problem. And it was really nice that reading about this paper, I came across this point and it's something that for sure in, in the future research will try to tackle. That's great. Cornell, Tadeo, thank you very much. This is everything for today's podcast. Thank you for listening to the weekly sports piece. Stay tuned 